Well, my name is Abby. If we haven't met, we should meet. I'm going to, like, step down a little. You're my best friend, too, man. Not really. Jairus is my best friend, but it's okay. It's okay. It's all right. It's okay. It's okay. You can be my second best friend if you want. Sure. We'll go with that. Whatever. Um, anyway, Abby is my name. Rapping is my game. That's not true either. That's not true. I am a little bit about myself. If we haven't met, like I said, I want to meet you. If we haven't met, if we have met, we should probably just meet again because I'm working on that names thing, you know? Cool. I am 23. I'm originally from this area. I'm from Wilton. Anybody know where Wilton is? There are like three people, and one of them is my brother that knows where Wilton is. <laughs> Wilton is like 30 miles east of here, all right? That's all you need to know about it. There's nothing else there, okay? Except for me. Sure. Is that east? Then it's that way. Um, that is where I grew up. That's where I went to high school. That's where I graduated. And then I left, and I went to college. I went to Evangel in Springfield, Missouri. Met Jairus. We got married. hey Like a year and eight months ago, okay? We, <laughs> sorry. Next time. <laughs> I'm just just kidding. No, 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 no. You know, whatever. There's no recovering. Whatever. Babe, we're just going to have another wedding. It's fine. We'll just have another wedding. Just me and you. It was so fun the first time. We'll just have another one. Dang, you guys are tough. Okay. Got married. We became parents a month ago yesterday. Heyo to Judah. He's not here tonight, in case you didn't notice. He's with my parents tonight because I thought if he was in the back, I'd be super distracted, okay? So we have Judah. We have Callie. She's our dog. She's our firstborn, sort of. <laughs> Did not give birth to her. <laughs> she was born, just not from me, okay? So whatever, you guys. Um, so she's one. She's a Boxador. She's Boxer Lab. I think Jairus has talked about it a little bit. She's pretty cool. So yeah, I'm just super excited that we are back in my area of home. One, because we get to hang out with you guys every week. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Second, because we just moved, well, we just bought a house in North Liberty, and it is right down the street from Poncheros. Anybody? Praise the Lord. I spent five years away from a Poncheros, and it is like coming home. It was, it was rough, okay? And third, I'm excited to be back here because it means that I get to talk to you guys tonight about something that I really feel passionate about, and that's the Bible. And so that's my little segue right there. If you have your Bible, get it out. If you've got your phone and it has the Bible on it, pull up that Bible. If not, we've got Bibles in the back, and if you don't have that, we're going to put it up here. Everybody's going to have the Bible tonight, okay? We're opening up to Isaiah 43. Verses 1 through 5, all right? I'm going to read it. We'll get it up on the screen. Isaiah 43. There it is. All right, here we go. I'm going to read it, okay? Listen up. Do not be afraid, for I have ransomed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you, for I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. You are precious to me. You are honored, and I love you. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. 
Okay, I'm going to pray real quick. Jesus, I just thank you for tonight. I thank you for every student that is in this room tonight. God, I thank you that there are no accidents, Jesus, that you brought each student here on purpose, and that is because you have a word for them, Jesus. I pray that every one of us in the room, that our hearts would be open and that our ears would be listening for what you have to say to us tonight. God, I pray that you would use me as your servant, Jesus, that you would just speak through me, that these would not just be my words, God, but that you would just lead me, that your Holy Spirit would be with us tonight, and that um, we would just leave different than the way we came. We thank you, Jesus, for your word and your name. Amen. Amen. So, something that you guys should also know about me, besides the fact that I love poncheros, all right? That's perfect, and that Barry's my second best friend, is that I do not like being scared, okay? I don't like being scared. I don't like scary movies. Whoa. Did I just get some, like, disagreement? Okay, raise your hand if you like scary movies. Barry, we are not second best friends anymore. We can't, we can't hang if that's... Okay, who doesn't like scary movies? Who's with me on that? Thank you. I got, I've got like five people who support me. The rest of y'all are a little bit crazy, okay? So I don't like scary movies. I don't like scary movies. I don't like to be startled. I don't like it when people hide around the corner and try to scare me. Which is rough because I married Jairus Beckett who thinks that that is his mission in life, okay? Jairus, if you don't know that about him, he will probably get you one of these days. He thinks that it's funny to hide around corners and jump out and scare you. When we were in our first apartment, I would be, like, at class or something, and I would come home in the evening, and Jairus would just think it's so funny to hide in the coat closet and jump out and scare me every time. And so, like, I got, I caught on, right? I knew where his hiding place was. There were, like, three rooms in the whole apartment, and the coat closet was like the obvious choice, okay? So he would, he learned, so he, I would come home and the door would be like a little bit open in the coat closet and he would make it look like he was hiding in there. So I would like go to open it and he wouldn't be in there. And then he'd like jump out from behind the couch. He thinks he's funny. And I would be like, stop it. I hate you. Just kidding. So yeah, I don't like, I don't like scary movies. I don't like to be startled. And I really, this is, I really don't like haunted houses, Okay. Yeah, okay. Wow, I just really didn't expect this much opposition. Okay, I'm not prepared for this. Okay, so who, who likes haunted houses? Who, who doesn't like haunted houses? Okay, let me tell you a little story. This is, this is important. Listen up, okay? This is important. Woo, that was good. A couple years ago, Jairus and I, we were visiting some friends in Louisiana, Okay. And um, it was Halloween time, so, you know, haunted house season. And there was a haunted house in Louisiana that they claimed to be, right, they claimed to be the scariest haunted house, the third scariest, is that what it is? Oh, third scariest, okay, whatever. Third scariest haunted house in Louisiana. And my friends just were like, we have to go to this haunted house. And I was like, no, we don't. We can have so much fun doing anything else in the universe like going to a haunted house, okay? And they're like, no, we got to go. So we literally are in the vehicle on our way to this haunted house. And the whole time we're on the way, we're like, I'm like, guys, I'm not, I'm not going in. I, I will not. That's just, there's nothing about that that sounds fun to me. I will be afraid. I probably won't be very nice. I'll leave. I'll have bad dreams that night. I don't want to go, okay? And so we pulled up. We're in the parking lot. And literally, 
everybody's getting out of the vehicle. And I'm like, you know what, guys? I got a book here. Like, I don't even read that much, okay? But I had a book with me. And I was like, you guys, I just really want to read this book. Just go in. Have fun. I'll see you when you're done. And I literally had my book out. And they're like, Abby. And I was like, guys, I'm serious. And so, like, they were getting out of the car. And I realized, like, I'm being a fun sucker, you know? Like, I'm a bad friend. We came to visit. And I'm not hanging out with them. So I went in. And it was terrible. There's no moral to this story. I hated it. The whole, I left and I was worse off because I did it. I did not have fun. It was awful. That's the story. Haunted houses, they're not cool, okay? I don't, I don't like to be scared. I don't. So there's the, I have fears, right? Like I have, I, I don't like those things. And there, there are things like irrational fears, right? Like people who are afraid of heights, they won't go on roller coasters, whatever. People are afraid of the dark. That's good. Don't be afraid of the dark. You guys, like, ever have, you're in, like, a basement, and, like, you you have to go up, like, turn off the lights in the basement. You, like, run up the stairs really fast because you swear, like, the boogeyman is hiding down there. They're, like, ready to get you. I always was afraid there were, like, zombies in my basement. Zombies aren't real, just so you know. My dog, Callie. My dog, Callie, is afraid of things. When we got Callie, when we got Callie, she was afraid of all things cars, Okay. She's afraid of cars. She was afraid of parking lots because they had cars in them. She was afraid of roads because cars drive on roads, right? I don't know what happened to her before we got her. She's afraid of cars. We had to, like, force her into our vehicle to take her home from the Humane Society, right? We're, like, rescuing her life, and she, like, was afraid, okay? But now she's not afraid of cars. She's afraid of even, like, crazier things, like bowls of broccoli. She's afraid of watermelon. Same. Yeah, broccoli, I mean, for some people it's kind of scary. We have never made Callie eat broccoli, but she's afraid of it. She just knows. She's smart. One time we had a whole watermelon sitting on the, on the counter, and she was, like, losing her mind. She just, she's afraid of weird things. Spiders. I don't like spiders. Anybody, anybody in the room with me on uh-uh, arachnophobia, I identify with that. Mm-mm. Yeah? Okay. The same trip that we were in Louisiana, listen to this. The same trip to Louisiana, we were going out on this marsh in a canoe, because that's what people in Louisiana do, and there was a canoe flipped over upside down, and we flipped it over, and I was just getting ready to sit in it, and there's a spider in it, and I freaked out. They had to kill it, so we go out on the canoe. It was not very big. That's not important. They don't have to be big to be scary, okay? Um, so we're going out on this marsh, and we're, like, floating in this nasty marshy water, and there's, like, trees growing up. It was supposed to be cool, and all of a sudden, I just realized around me like, there's all these trees, okay? It's bringing back bad memories, <laughs> just thinking about it. There are spiders everywhere. And, guys, like, I'm not just talking about, like, spiders. These spiders, like, I am not exaggerating, are, like, the size of my face, okay? And they're on the trees around me. And, like, these canoes are getting close to the trees. And I'm like, I, I don't think that I have ever had like a panic attack in my life. But I think that that day, I think everything changed because I was sitting in this canoe and I'm sitting in the front and Jairus is behind me and some of his friends are like steering from the back or whatever. And I'm like, I have no control over where we go. And I'm like, you guys, you don't understand. We have to get out of here. And I'm like crying and I'm like hyperventilating and it was terrible. So basically on this Louisiana trip, Jairus saw all kinds of, fears in my life come out. That was not pretty. It wasn't pretty. I'm sorry. He still married me, so that's good. But yeah, I I just don't like spiders. 
But the thing is about being afraid of spiders, like, I don't think about how afraid I am of spiders all the time, right? Because I'm not, I mean, I know they say, like, you're always within, like, a few feet from a spider. That's not, I don't see the spiders. I'm not, I'm not thinking about it all the time, right? But it is an irrational fear, because when there is a spider around, I'm, like, losing my mind, okay? But some people and some of us deal with fear on a totally different level from that, right? Some of us deal with fear on a daily basis, and some of us deal with fear about things that aren't really silly, like spiders or haunted houses. And, and it's very real, and it consumes us every day. And to be honest, I found myself in that situation before, and I actually just found out tonight that Cole talked about fear right before we got here. So you guys are double dipping tonight, okay? You guys, we're talking about fear again. We're just, someone's supposed to hear this tonight, okay? So we're going to talk about that. Um, but, but honestly, yeah, some of us have, have dealt with things in the past, or we just have fears of things that could happen in the future, and every day it consumes us, whether that's just worry, or that's fear, or that's anxiety. Like, there's this spectrum of, it goes worry, fear, anxiety, and some of us, I would say all of us at some point find ourselves on that spectrum in some way or another at some point in our lives. And the thing is, is that, that fear can affect us. It can affect our emotions. It can affect our, our mental capabilities. It can affect us physically. It can, it can keep us up at night, right? And, and that's why I believe that this is not, it's not God's design for us to live in fear and in worry. It's, it's just not. And so that scripture we read earlier, and we're going to read it here again in a second, but something you should know about, about what that scripture is talking about in Isaiah 43. The context is that God is using the prophet Isaiah to talk to the nation of Israel, okay? And Israel, if you know anything about Israel, they were an unfaithful nation. They were God's chosen people, but they were unfaithful. And as a punishment for their unfaithfulness, they were, they were, their nation was destroyed and they were captured by Babylonia, and, and they were living as servants for 50 years, okay? So that's what's happened previously um, before Isaiah 43. And so they had a reason to be afraid. They had been captive and servants for 50 years, and here they are wondering. I mean, some of these people were born into slavery, and they're wondering if they're ever going to be free. And, and here God is saying, don't be afraid. So we're going to read that again now that we know what's going on. Um, So we'll go ahead and put that scripture back up again. Awesome. So it says, Do not be afraid, for I have ransomed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. You are precious to me. You are honored, and I love you. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. So something that we need to, to know when we look at the scripture, when we talk about fear, you know, it, it starts off and it ends by saying, do not be afraid. And you're like, okay, so I just, I don't, won't be afraid then, right? It's not that easy. We can't just not be afraid. If, if fear is something that, that has a stronghold in our life, someone saying, just don't be afraid doesn't work, right? It's not that easy. But, but what the scripture is saying, it's also not promising us that, it's, that, that no difficulties will ever come. It says, when you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. 
the flames will not consume you. So I would even venture to say that when we look at the scripture, it's even saying you will. You will go through difficulty. You will walk through difficult times in your life. It, it will be hard. But, but it always follows up and he says, but I will be with you. You will not be touched by this. And, and that is... That is what God is speaking to us through this scripture as well. He, he, this is originally written for Israel, but it's for us too. And, and that is tonight what I think that, that God wants us to hear is that we will go through difficult times. But those of us in the room who say, yeah, fear is something that I deal with. Anxiety, that's a big part of my life. And I don't know, I don't know how to deal with that. This is for you tonight. And so, so if that's you and you say, yeah, Abby, I have fear. I, I spend a lot of my time worrying, whether that's over little things, maybe it's school, maybe it's your grades, it's family stuff, it's things in your past, or, or I have fears of the future or whatever, or I just deal with really bad anxiety. If that's you tonight, I believe that God is saying to you, do not be afraid, for I have ransomed you. Do not be afraid, I have called you by name. You are mine. When you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. For I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. You are precious to me. You are honored, and I love you. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. So, so if that is really true, if God is who he says he is, and the Bible we can put our hope and our trust in that, and we don't have to be afraid. Now what? If we have fear and we have anxiety, what do we do with it? Okay, I know I shouldn't be afraid. How do I just not be afraid? And the cool thing about that is that God's word is full, is full of direction for us. And there's another scripture that gives us a perfect formula for how to deal with fear, and that's Philippians 4, 6 through 7. I want you guys to go ahead and Look at that. I got that up there too. It says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. This scripture, you guys, is gold. This is so gold. And I love, I just love that it says, don't worry, instead pray, thank him, then you will experience God's peace. And, and guys, that is, that is what we can take that as direction in our life and know when I'm worrying, instead of spending my time worrying, pray instead. Ask God what I need, thank him for what he's done, and he'll give me peace. That is, that's God's word, that's his promise to us. And the thing is, is that the thing about worry and fear and anxiety is that it creates slaves, right? When we find ourselves living a life of worry and fear and anxiety, we become enslaved to it. It is not something, these kind of things are not just like little gnats in our ear, right? They tend to consume us and we become enslaved to them. And that, that is the thing that, that God wants to free us from and, and peace is what freedom from fear looks like. The opposite of fear, the opposite of worry, the opposite of anxiety is peace. And God promises that peace to us. And so 
the thing the thing is, is is what what that scripture in Philippians is telling us if if we're wor- if we're worrying if we're afraid we pray instead right so the thing is is that you cannot pray and worry at the same time you cannot be full of fear and full of anxiety and worry and be praying at the same time that's not how it works if you're praying you are approaching the throne of God you are speaking directly to him the God who is capable of intervening on your behalf. We have Jesus who sits and intercedes for us on the right hand of the Father constantly. He's fighting for you. And you can't approach that throne of your creator who says, I have ransomed you. I love you. Don't be afraid. I'm with you. You can't approach that, that kind of a God, and still be racked with fear, right? It doesn't work like that. Pastor Rich preached a sermon about this um, a couple months ago, and he said, You can't pray and worry at the same time. Meditating on your worry enslaves you to the fear and anxiety. So meditating means like to focus, right? Not like, um, like, not like that. We're talking about like focusing, like putting all of your attention. Meditating on your fear enslaves you. But when we pray, we're meditating on God. So the more that we meditate, the more that we pray on God, God becomes bigger and bigger, and our situation, our fear, our worry, our anxiety becomes smaller and smaller. And that right there, that's the gold, okay? So if you find yourself, and I'm going to go ahead and ask the worship team to come up. If you, if you say, Abby, I have fear in my life. Every day, I am fearful. I find myself worrying a lot. I spend a lot of my extra time worrying I have thoughts in my head that I cannot control, and it it totally controls me. The the antidote to that is prayer, all right? And everyone's good? We're all good. All right. You don't have to be afraid, right? (laughs) That's the Holy Spirit grabbing our attention. Um and this this is the this is the big point. If you're taking notes. If you're not, take the note in your phone. Write this down. It says, Jesus promises us peace so we don't have to be slaves to our fear. Jesus promises us peace. We just read those promises in Scripture, right? Jesus promises us peace so we don't have to be slaves to our fear. And we don't, I don't have this up there, but in Isaiah 26.3, it says this. It says, you will keep, you, God, will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you. All whose thoughts are fixed on you. You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. You know, guys, this is something that is very personal to me. Um, I wouldn't say that my whole life has been characterized by fear. I'm not, I was not always a fearful person. Um... It just wasn't something that I dealt with very often. I would worry. I was a worrier, for sure. I would worry about things that were silly that I didn't need to worry about. I was a perfectionist and things like that. Um, But it wasn't until recently that that fear and anxiety became part of my life. In fact, I would even say within the last month, and try not to get emotional about this, but um, you guys know that that we just had a baby, and he's perfect, and I love him. And I was so excited to have this baby, you guys. He was so perfect. 
And the whole time through this pregnancy, we went to doctor's appointments to check up on how the baby's doing, and he was perfect. He was healthy and he was strong, and there was never an issue. And then he was born a month ago, and he was perfect, and everything was beautiful, and he was healthy and he was strong. And we were in the hospital for two days, and then they sent us home. They sent us home with this baby, okay? And for nine months, this baby was in my stomach, and I didn't have to do anything. My body and God just took care of it. He was healthy, and God was so good. But then all of a sudden, this baby's on the outside, and we have to take care of him and keep him alive. And, and I don't know, you guys, that was the scariest thing in the world to me. Taking him away from the hospital where there are nurses and doctors and everyone in the middle of the night. There were doctors and nurses coming in to check on him while we were in the hospital. And then all of a sudden, it's like, you're on your own. Go keep this tiny human alive. And I went home. And on top of the fact that I was just very emotional, I was just very afraid. And I spent that whole first week at home just like all these dark thoughts of just things that could go wrong, things that could happen, and I wouldn't know what to do. What if my baby has a seizure? I don't know what to do. Like all these thoughts that I couldn't, I don't know where they came from other than Satan himself. And that I believe that fear is one of the biggest tools that the devil uses against us, you guys. If he can get to you through fear, he's got you. Because that, that is you no longer putting your faith and your trust in God. And if he can rock us in that way, he has won. And when I realized that this fear and this anxiety were controlling me in ways that, and they were affecting the way that I was, I was crying constantly because I just, I was so scared. I realized this is not what God had planned. That God does not want me to live in fear. He does not want me to be afraid. God gave us this gift, and he's going to give me what I need to take care of this gift. And so we don't have a lot of leaders here tonight, but um, those that are here, I'm going to ask to kind of come to the front or go to the sides a little bit. Um, and we're going to have a little bit of a response time, you guys, because I believe that if we come into this room and we say, you know what? Yeah, fear is a part of my life. If we step out of this place and we haven't, spoken to God about that, if we haven't confessed to God that that is something that we struggle with and we need him to help us, if we leave and we have not dealt with that, that's on us. God desires for you to live in freedom and he has it. It's, it's here. And so I would encourage you guys just to take a minute. The worship team is going to lead us in a song. Um, but search your soul, guys. Search your soul and say, you know what, God, Reveal to me the areas of my life that I have that I've doubted your control, the, the, the areas of my life that I'm fearful, that I'm afraid. Um, and God, just help me, give me the courage and the willingness to step out and to deal with this tonight. I don't don't leave with that still heavy on your hearts, okay? Don't be a slave to fear. We are not slaves. We are not meant to be slaves. God wants us to walk in freedom, and you can do that tonight. You have that opportunity tonight. So we're going to go ahead. We're going to do a song, and then Jairus will close out. Um, but, yeah, feel free. Go ahead and stand, um, and we'll worship, and we'll just have a time of response, okay?